It's starting to get chilly outside, which means the spooky season is right around the corner. If you're looking for a frightful and fun way to be festive this October, we would love for you to join us this Halloween in Denver at Jad's Mile High Smoke for our very first in-person live show. It's going to be an absolute blast. There's going to be a solo and couples costume contest, joint and blunt rolling competitions, live tastings, a full-service cannabis bar, a dope raffle prize box, vendors, and over $300 worth of stony accessories and sweet treats that'll be dished out throughout the night. You definitely don't want to miss it. And if you want to snag your tickets today, be sure to hit the link in the show notes and head on over to the eventhigh.io page. Tickets were originally on Eventbrite, but in traditional smoke-to-smoke fashion, we got banned from there. So the Eventbrite page is actually just a portal over to the eventhigh.io. Prices start at $30, but are a little bit more if you want to reserve a spot in one of the rolling competitions. We can't wait to see you there. This event is for Canon consumers 21 and up only. Hello and welcome to Smoke to Smoke the show that'll get you in the know about Smoke and Drill. I'm your host, Kadabra. With this podcast, I hope to inform you about the fast-growing world of cannabis. I'll be discussing strains, cannabis legislation, groundbreaking studies on the herb, and much more because there's a lot to cover. This podcast is for listeners 18 and up, so if you're a little kid, I might have to ask you to leave for now, but when it's your time, I'll be here and just feel free to hop on back in. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's get started. Hello again. For this episode of Smoke to Smoke, I'll be talking with Chris Johnson, the CEO of Canaline LLC. Canaline is a minority-owned company based in Nevada and California. Canaline specializes in THC and CBD-infused beverages for the growing cannabis drink market, and today we'll find out more about their products, what inspired the start of their business, and what makes them so passionate about cannabis. Before we get started, though, I have a quick disclaimer. While making an immense effort to broadcast accurate information, I'm not a doctor. I'm simply presenting my views based on what I gather from my own research. Please do not use this podcast as medical advice, and be sure to consult your physician for any medical issues you may be having. Thank you. Now, let's light up and dig in. Hello, thank you so much for joining me on today's show. Before we get started, I must know how you're doing today and what you're smoking on. Oh, today I am doing very well, and I am smoking on something called Permanent Marker. It's a sherbet times jealousy times gelato, if I'm not mistaken. Ooh, now that sounds very interesting. I've seen pictures of Permanent Marker, but I've not gotten to actually try some myself. Yeah, this is my first time getting my hands on it, and it's uh, it's 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 living up to, to what they're saying. It is. It smokes very well. Okay, so what's the buzz like? Um, so I'm I'm a big indica smoker, so it's uh, it gives me a nice uh, sedative feeling, sedative, however you want to say it. Um, very very calming, nothing too energetic. Uh, but that's, you know, I, I smoke this type of flower all day long, so it's kind of the normal high that I'm used to. Okay, nice. Very interesting. So start out by introducing yourself for the folks at home. Hey, okay. So my name is Chris Johnson. I'm the CEO and founder of Canaline Syrups, um, and I'm a certified organic chemist uh, and licensed to do work through um, 14, 15 different companies, including the FDA. And um, I'm the uh, the chemist for, for, for Canaline. So, uh, so Canaline. Canaline's a sugar-free, vegan, plant-based syrup you can add to any beverage to add cannabis to it. So instead of eating an edible or smoking, which you know is harmful for your lungs, of course, and most edibles have sugar in it, we created a product that's uh, literally sugar-free, it's plant-based, it's gluten-free, it's vegan, and it allows you to turn any beverage into a cannabis drink. Gotcha. Very interesting. So basically, you've made something like uh, an edible for the more health-conscious. Yes, yes. And also people who don't... Um, you know, most times uh, I always say that if you had to smoke alcohol, you would consume it a lot less because yeah. it's it's the smoking of the product that makes things. But being able to drink cannabis and no one has to know what you're consuming, it makes it a little more socially acceptable. 
that is a fair point. I feel like the like the the way that the edibles market is shifting so much from now it used to be like the standard magic pot brownie we all know about that but there's just so many different ways that cannabis infusions can come now they can come in syrups seltzers um full course meals now that i'm seeing like it's just it's it's developed so much especially over the past few years yeah it's it's definitely uh it's definitely grown very fast too but that's the that's the cool part about the innovation the changing you know cannabis is still very new so, so everything coming up is still new. We're still learning. We're still coming up with new stuff every day. So tell us why cannabis means so much to you and why you're so passionate about it. Well, I've always been, um, I've always loved cannabis since I was a kid. You know, my father used to grow cannabis. And then uh, growing up as a kid, I was a straight A student. And the only times I ever really got into trouble in my entire life were consuming cannabis. And I always felt weird by that. Like the only time I would get in trouble is when people could like smell that I smoked weed. So my whole idea once I was at, at the point where I was trying to figure out a way where I can make weed where it didn't have to smell it. And edibles are always one thing. It takes like two hours to affect you and nobody wants to be sleepy all the time. So I was able to, to, to really think about a product where I can make it where you can actually consume, you know, a product affects you in 15 minutes, similar to smoking, and it's going to give you a similar high, but I don't have to smell like weed and get the judgment from people. I think that was my my big thing in making the product. So I made the product for 2014. We're going on almost 10 years. Almost ten years ago, I made the product. Wow! And uh, that was just, it was it was really just yeah, really way to to try and escape the the judgment of me wanting to get high because I do love to get high, but I function properly. You know, I'm not somebody who gets high and, and doesn't you know know how to do things at my normal rate. So it just it was a way for me to be able to consume, but not have people know, which I don't think is any of their business anyways. But then you know it worked out where I can make a product that other people can consume too. They wouldn't do the same thing. Got you. So this isn't like, even though it's called cannoline, you won't, it won't get you crumped like traditional lean necessary. No, no. See, see, my, my idea was that uh, in the legal markets, there's no product that really aims towards minorities. Mm-hmm. You know, if your product is minority based, it gets pushed out because everything really has to, what I say, count, sound whitewashed. So me having a product called Canaline, yes, it's a sugar lean, it's sugar-free, vegan, as plant-based, healthy as can be. But I wanted to keep the name for that double entendre so that people who who may consume that side or are from those areas who speak that language can have a product that represents them as well, too, on the shelf. I got you. I like that. I like that. So what really inspired the creation of your business besides just your desire to want to discreetly consume? Um, so I'm I'm a, I'm a nerd. So I got a um, a degree in organic chemistry from Cal State Fullerton, and I got a uh, an internship at a pharmaceutical company. And one of the first things they were teaching us was like herbal based cough syrups and the process of making them. Mm. And uh, all I could think about was, what well, if we're doing herbal based? Why can't I do cannabis with this? And so like it took a, it took a few months for me to really go home and just doing trial runs by myself and figured it out. But uh, once I figured it out, and I, I kind of got it to some friends, and they told me how much they liked it, and we just I turned into a business and we've been running ever since, you know, it's been, it's going on, it'll be 10 years next year. Yeah. So do you just have the syrup or do you have other types of products now? Uh, currently I only do syrups. I specialize in that as of 10 years on the 10 year anniversary next year, we're going to launch seven new products. Ooh. So we'll do different types of beverages. Um, I even have concentrates and vape pens and other things that we're going to be launching, but I wanted to specify in one product so that people knew that this is what we do. Yeah. You know, for 10, for 10, for 10 years, I've made syrups that have been the best out. We've won the 20 first place awards over the past 10 years. Like it's not even been a question how good our product is. We want to be known for that. It's like Coca-Cola, you know, Coca-Cola for Coca-Cola. They have other beverages and other products, but you got to be known for something first. And that's what we want to stand out for. Gotcha. So what type of competitions have you been in? You, you said you got into quite a few accolades. Tell us about it. <laughs> so uh, here in Nevada, where we launched at in 2019, in the past what, for four or five years, we've won 15 awards here just in Nevada for our best beverage brand, best beverage product, our best CBD tinctures, our best THC tincture. Um, I've won Best Entrepreneur and Best Extraction Artist uh, five times, and uh, yeah, with, uh, we, we um, and awards-wise here in Nevada, we pretty much crush it when it comes to the beverage side. We've, we've we've swept it for the past five years, not since we've launched in the market. Okay, I got you. So, what kind of do you have? You, you stayed with the syrups for right now, but do you have a wide variety of um, flavors? Yeah, so so all the flavoring I make myself because I'm a chemist. I try like to do. Uh, something different always. So even the flavoring, uh, I take real fruit and I steam it. So I collect like the terpenes and the flavoring from the fruit and that's what gets added back into it for the syrup. Mm. So all, all of the flavorings are made from natural fruits. So I, I have 
you know, I've, I have my farms who I go to, I've been getting fruit from for a while now who have the same fruit that I've been collecting for the same process. So it's like, it's, if you've been trying my strawberry, my grape flavor, you've had the same flavor for the past nine years now. Nice. Because, you know, people don't really like when you start switching up the recipe too much. On. <laughs> no, 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 they, they don't, honestly. Um, which, which I've thought about it because I have, uh, I've tried some new flavors that I think some ones that taste way better, but I've tried switching them before in the thin, you know, the people who consume the, they knew they could tell. And it's just, there's a specific flavor they're looking for, you know, so I'll figure out, I'll find a new way to drop it. Like I have a new strawberry flavor I want to do, but I think I might mix it with banana and do a strawberry banana flavor mm-hmm. or do a strawberry kiwi or something, something different. But yeah, the original flavors that we launched, like the strawberry grape, the watermelon, we will never be changing those. Okay, I got you. So how do you get the inspiration for different uh, flavor combination ideas? <laughs> so I, I, I'm a dis- professional dispensary hunter. So I go to every dispensary in every state. I've tried every product. I've tried every, um, every beverage, everything that's ever came out. And I also like beverages themselves in general. So like I've, um, um, so I've done the chemistry work and the flavor creation for different companies who just do natural beverages and flavors. Um, and so my, my, my palate is, has been pretty varied. You know, I have a very wide palate, um, for beverages, especially cause that's what I, my science background is in. I specialize in, in, in liquid infusion, so infusing beverages with either, you know, it used to be lavender oil and other oils and essentials, and it could be cannabis as well, too. Okay. So of all the products you've made, all the flavors, what have been some of your favorites so far? Ooh, okay. So I made a, a horchata flavor that I made from, like, uh, like rice, almond milk, and cinnamon, and then I kind of, like, steamed it and recollected it and, and did a little messing with it, and it's uh, it's my horchata flavor I do now. It's, it's hands down one of my favorites. Just because, just because how much work I've put in making the flavor itself, but it it, it tastes like you're literally drinking a horde. Like, um, you can literally put this in almond milk because I always make a the, the dairy free horchata, mm. and and it tastes just like horchata. Hmm, now that sounds very tasty. It's been a minute since I've had that, so an, an infused version sounds like a, a whole new level. It's 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 a whole new level. It's because we do, um, you know, we do like cannabis food events because the product that I make, uh, you can infuse it in food too. So it gets oh. up to three, it gets up to 385 degrees. So anything under 385, you can cook with it and it's not going to diffuse the cannabis. So uh, we've, we've done barbecues. We've even done a taco event where we did infuse tacos and we did infuse horchatas to go with it. And it's, uh, it's amazing. Ooh, so how often do you do pop-ups? Um, we try to do them once a month. So, but uh, like at dispensaries, we do them, I say three or four times a week, but like for patients, for, you know, customers, things like that, we try to do little pop-ups and events just to allow them to to come, be able to try the product in an atmosphere that we want them to try it in, uh, see the different cocktails we can make. You know, we work with the best bartenders here in Vegas and we'll do cocktail events with our product where we can make, you know, any cocktail you can think of with no alcohol, but cannabis instead. Ooh, okay. Mocktail infusion night. Very good. Yeah. So yeah. are you only available in Nevada or are you branched out? Are you available in other states too? So our, our THC products are available in Nevada and California. And then uh, our CBD, our Delta 8 and other hemp products are available online, so which have, uh, we've distributed to 48 out of the 50 states. Gotcha. What are the two states that um, we're, not, we're not distributing to? Oh, no, we can. They just haven't, we haven't had a distributor in those states yet. So I believe it's oh. in Vermont, Vermont and somewhere else, if I'm not mistaken. Gotcha. Just making sure there were some because I don't oh, know. Oh no, no. So with uh, with legalities with hemp, uh, once the 2018 farm bill passed, everything that has to do with hemp, anything that comes from it, it is fully legal. So any products that are made with hemp, you can sell them online. There's no state that should be able to stop you from doing that. Now, actually, there are some companies where, um, like one of my former affiliates, I can't get products from anymore because they're not allowed to ship those like only CBD to um, Colorado and Tennessee and a few other states too, but anything else like THCO, Delta 8, any alternate cannabinoids, absolutely not. That's wild. Yeah. I didn't even know that was like a thing until like. Well, it's. I mean, it, it shouldn't be by the, by the federal law, by the 2018 farm bill, it states that anything inside of hemp is fully legal. Yeah. So any any processing of anything 0.03% THC in it, it, it should be fully legal. So if, if you know, that's one of the things, if states are doing that, they're not abiding by the federal law. Yeah. And I think it just kind of depends on how 
how well the company is able to work with that state. If the if the state isn't necessarily on that company's side, they may have harder issues trying to get their products out there in the first place. It's just yeah, it's a uh, it, that comes down to that state's uh, legislature. Yeah, because I, I know on the website when they do comes through certain orders, I know certain things won't allow you to do. But if we press the button, the order goes through. So I'm I'm it um I don't know that's. That's always a weird area because you're talking about it's, it's the same opposite with cannabis. You know, it's the same federal legality that they say it's not legal, but then we push it in states and then they say the federal hemp is legal then the states say you can't have it. So it's like we just we just can't come up with an exact ruling for anything yet. It's you know, that's that's the problem with cannabis. You're still living in such a gray area that it's frustrating. Yeah. You know, even, even if you are legal paying these crazy taxes just to have a business, you're still living in a gray area. Mm-hmm. The gray area makes it to where even from like day to day, week to week, things can change dramatically for just if a business is able to stay afloat. Oh, without a question. Yeah. Without a question. I mean, you're talking about they, they'll change the wording on packaging, you know, and if you have 20,000 units that are out in stores, you have to go pull all those units to change the wording on the packaging, which was legal before they were sold. But then after it just, there's, there's so much in the industry because there's no, so it's not federally legal. So each state can have their own laws. So it makes it very complicated for people inside the states trying to work in those laws. Yeah. So have you had any issues with your particular company trying to get it off the ground? Oh, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. I mean, getting off the ground, a cannabis company, anything. Uh, I've owned the company by myself for the nine years now. So I don't have any investors. I don't have any. Uh, I, I put all my own money into the company to get it launched. So it's, it's been a, it's definitely been a journey. You know, and I don't come from money. I don't come from a background of stuff like that. I hustled every dollar I had to get this company launched. So it, it's definitely been a journey that direction, but also just being being African-American and trying to own a cannabis company when, you know, it's very little of us doing it. And it's very difficult trying to do it the way that we do it, trying to own something and do it outright, not split up your company between so many people and have all this investment money to pay these crazy taxes. Like it's just trying to own and operate a company is very difficult and then open the cannabis company makes it extra difficult. Yeah. And really trying to get, get your ground, get a good grounding um, foundation to start your business. is so hard if you don't get that, like the capital to get in from what I've heard ranges so much, but it's all just craziness to me. Cause I don't come from money either. I just, that's something that my cheap ass couldn't really part with. Um, I enjoy talking to others who have aspired to to the heights that you have making their own business. But for me, I'm just I mean, I guess I have now, but I'm still I started at a very small level. I couldn't imagine having to spend that much to just start a business that I'm passionate about. Just all these different and it not even ends with that. Like there's still taxes and loopholes you'll have to go through. Just it seems never ending. It does. Honestly, it does. It, it really seems like it's never ending. But, you know, it's it's I always still say I'd, I'd rather do this than anything else in the world <laughs> without without a doubt. No matter how many hard times I go through out of the bullshit, like it's it's I'd rather do this than anything else in the world. But I was just hoping in the future they make it a little bit easier for people who busting their ass in this industry. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, at the end of the day, I still have no complaints. It's this I get to I'm, I'm a chemist. So l- luckily, you know, I didn't I didn't have to. uh I didn't have to put up the 2.5 million to get my company started. I was able to do work for uh, the Native American tribe out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it came to work for a few years and we ended up getting the product launched through them, which you know still cost me everything I had. But luckily, it wasn't you know it didn't have to be because here in Nevada, thing launched, you had to have like 2.5 million in liquid assets, which is which is wild. That's yeah, wow, that's a lot of money. It's a it's it's yeah. And then on top of that, I believe it was like 250k just to get it, or 50k just to be in the the race to get one. And a lot of people didn't even. Uh, it was just a lot. Oh man, it was a lot. So so what I do is I, um, um, because I've I've done lab work and I know how to write SOPs, which is pretty much like directions down how to create your product. Mm-hmm. I can I can work with manufacturers so they can make my product for me. So they can literally follow my directions from top to bottom. They can make the product. And then we do profit shares and splits from that point. But it, uh, it allows me to, to get my product on the market and not have to deal with these crazy licensing fees. Gotcha. Very interesting. I like that method. So how do you go about promoting your business? So, you know, social media is very difficult because they, they don't allow cannabis. Mm-hmm. So it's real. It's real on the ground um, networking, going to dispensaries, showing your face. 
you know, I, I, for eight years, I did all of my own pop-ups. So every time you went to a dispensary and you saw my product there, I was there talking about it. I was explaining it. You got to meet the owner. You know, you got to understand how I make the product. I'm a chemist. I'm not just some guy out here making weed lean. You got to hear why it was created, why it was. And it just, it changed the whole aspect of, you know, people got to not just see cannoline. It was me that they incorporated with cannoline, you know, and now it's um, the face behind the business. You know, most other cannabis companies I know, I don't even know the owner. You know, I don't even know who owns the company, you know, so for people to see the owner and like get to chat with me and like it just it uh, it was the biggest marketing thing I could do for sure. Yeah, that's definitely very, very cool because it's like from trying to get businesses just to, to talk to the owner from doing this event that I'm doing in um, Halloween for Halloween. I like it's crazy just offhand how many different times the owner happened to be on site, which of like the 20 or 30 places I called maybe twice. Yeah. So just getting to meet you in person, getting to pick your brain about your product and just getting to hear just from from the mouth of who made it in the first place, like the, the passions behind it, the intention of it, like the dosage and all these different things that just you wouldn't necessarily get to know from other businesses. I feel like that's awesome. Yeah, it, 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 uh, it made a big difference, honestly. And it, it was something I could tell, not just in sales, but just in the response from people on social media, how many other people I saw reposting stuff, you know, people flying to dispensaries and people driving from other states to come to certain states to buy one that wasn't available in another state. Just, uh, just the, the the loyalty and the, everything that came with it. You know, you gave the love back to the people, and I gave it back to you. So, is this part of what kept you motivated along the way with your brand, even when you were running into obstacles? Um, honestly, uh, yeah, yeah, kind of. I just, I'm one of those people. I, I, I truly believe in what I'm doing. You know, I, I could, I could do anything. I'm, I'm, I'm not the the <laughs> the, the braggy kind of person, but. I'm I'm a very intelligent person. I got 150 IQ. I've straight A's all throughout school, scholarships anywhere I want to go to, and this is what I chose to do. I I can do anything. You know, that's that's you know, <laughs> I, I I grew up in the suburbs. I was one of three like black kids in my entire like elementary, middle, and high school. So like it was, I grew up having to be different and always having to excel and having to believe in myself regardless. So when it came to owning a company, especially a cannabis company, like this is what I love to do especially cannabis science, like this, everything I wanted to do balled up in one. So I could just, even during the downtimes, like I know I was gonna make, I know I was gonna make it, I was gonna figure it out. Just, it just sometimes, those down moments are really down, really down, especially owning this business by myself for so long. And I didn't have like other people to turn to and like ask for help or like when things failed or messed up, like it was all on me and those things that that's when it hurts. But when you succeed, it's also all on you too. So it's a, it's a give and take when it comes to that, but uh, just, I don't know. It's the same motivator was never the, the hard part for me. This, this is always what I wanted to do. I got you. So what's some advice you'd give to someone who's interested in starting their own business in this industry? Okay. Um, uh, find something that you truly love to do. And it's like, if you really want to get in this industry, what is it you love to do? I don't care if it doesn't have to do within the industry. I know people who make, you know, um, inserts for your dabs that just little containers form or, or specific colored rolling papers or just anything. Like, it doesn't have to be specifically cannabis. But if you want to get in this industry, find something you really like to do and just do it. Cause if you're not going to like it, like this industry is going to, it, it's going to crush you. It's gonna it's gonna crush you because you have to sit there and do what that what you do over and over and over most of the times not even getting paid and you really have to know that you love this because if not you're gonna quit you'll you'll just quit so but that past that make a really good product you know you won't have to make a bunch of products I had one I had three flavors for so long because uh, I just made three really really good products and just kept pushing them you know it's it's uh, it's the Coca Cola thing you know I was like Coca Cola I had Coca Cola just Coca Cola for so long and all they needed because they made made a great product. You know, mm -hmm. you expand after that, but, and I believe in, you know, if, if someone's going to do something ahead of you, why not copy them? And why am I trying to reinvent the wheel when someone ahead of me did something right already? So most of my strategies and, and, and company techniques are pretty much following how Coca-Cola does stuff. Okay. I got you. So, um, how many dispens, are you in a lot of dispensaries with your product as of right now? Yeah. So we're in, we're in 40% of the dispensaries here in Nevada. Uh, so we're in like 33 or 34 shops. 
And then uh, in California, we just launched out there three months ago, and I believe we're in 27 stores, and I think we have another 20 to fill orders on. So, it's, uh, so yeah, we, we, we have a very popular product. You know, the product I made, I've, I've been pushing in this industry for almost 10 years now. It's, wow, I keep saying that. Um, it's been almost 10 years now. So it's like I've, I've been in the face of this industry pushing this product to people nonstop. So like when people go into a store and they ask for a cannabis cert, they ask for cannoline. It's like Band-Aid. Like the product, the product is called an adhesive bandage, but you never ask for an adhesive bandage. You ask for a Band-Aid. You know, that's the same with cannoline. Like you go and ask for a cannabis syrup, like, yeah, maybe called something else, whatever quirky name these people came up with the shit, but they ask for cannoline. They're like, we have this. Yeah, 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 that, you know what I mean. Like it, it's a, it's, it's cannoline. So when people see cannoline on the shelf, it's an easy crap. I got you. So are you planning on branching out to any other states? Um, are, well, wait, let me back up. Are your products specifically in medical dispensaries or medical? No, see, we're, we're in all recreational and medical dispensaries. So I do um, I do medical-based products. So I do ones for sleep with THC, CBN, and Mercine, things that will help you drift, not just drift off to sleep, help you stay asleep. They keep your muscles relaxed so that you're not tossing and turning throughout the night and like actually can get a full eight hours sleep instead of you know waking up at 2 a.m. and then not being able to go back to bed. Mm-hmm. But then on, on the reverse side, I have stuff for the daytime, you know, with, CB, with CBD and uh, linalool. That'll help you stay up during the time, stay focused, um, and actually be able to consume cannabis throughout the day and not have that sleepy feeling. So it's, it's you know, we have medical-based ones for all the products. I have high-dosage ones for people who, you know, have a higher tolerance. I have low-dose ones for people who want to do low-dose. It just depends on what mood you're in, who you are, what, um, how long you've been consuming. We have products for everybody. Okay, I got you. So now that we've gotten that answered as far as your medical and rec with this product, are you planning on branching out to any other states that have medical and rec or just specifically medical? Oh, yeah, we have we have five other states that we have partnerships that we can launch into. Um, but just from my end, because I put all my own money into this and my team right now, we don't really have like an investor or any backing. Um, I try to make sure that we when we jump into a state, we we, we push in that state. We really, we really make sure we're going to cover that state, get everything we can out of the state, so we can start using our own money to expand and keep making sure that our 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 profits are what's pushing us to the next level, and not having to reach out and get other people's money and stuff like that. So, um, the Arizona, New Jersey, um, Florida is definitely one we want to get into. Uh, Illinois and um, uh, Michigan. Okay, okay. So, doesn't sound like you're coming out here to Colorado yet. Um, I, I honestly, I've had offers in Colorado. It's uh, it's a little bit more of a saturated market than I'd, I'd prefer to jump into. Um, just even just right now. Yeah. Um, because I base a lot of my stuff based off like profit margins. What's what's the price in the market? Products similar. What are connections we have there? And uh, just the, the other states I want to launch into first are the just a little more profitable for the product that I make. If I was doing like a like a vape pen or if I was making concentrates, Colorado would definitely be on my list. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I'll I'll, I'll take that um, heartbreak for now. <laughs> oh, my bad. Oh no, it's fine. I know you, you, got, you got the website, so I definitely have a way to try some of the products, just not necessarily the THC based. <clears throat> No, not, not through the website. Yeah. I mean, like, there's still the Delta 8 and the CBD, though, so that's still, like, a great variety. Are those also in the same flavors, or do you have different flavors for those? So those are in the same flavors, but we also have different flavors as well, too. Those, you know, we have those that are CBD that come from, like, bubblegum, blueberry, um, cotton candy. I have orange cream. We have, like, a sour apple that is, is a CBD and CBG, so it's 1,000 milligrams of each, so it's a really, really calming daytime high. We even have ones with CBD and CBN that come with Mercine as well, too. Uh, we do horchata in that one, which is like a nighttime CBD feeling. Mm. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah, on the website, so cannolinesyrup.com, we literally have all types of ratios that you can think of any time of day that you'd be looking to consume. We even have a pump that you can put on your counter that will add 25 milligrams to any beverage that you added to its flavorless. Hmm. Okay, so you got, you got the tech out there, too. Yeah, so that, that's something we have in bars out here in Vegas. Like, uh, you can order a drink and then you can have CBD added to it, you know, for 2 or $3, something simple. And they can literally pump this in any beverage they make, cocktail, whatever it is. You can have CBD in the beverage. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so that's been a big, uh, big push for our product as well, too, out here in Vegas. Hey, yo. 
It's Cadaver from Smoke to Smoke. I want to give y'all the 411 on a company with great Delta 8 and rare cannabinoid products that can be delivered right to your door. If you're looking for some high quality rare cannabinoid products, look no further. My boys over at Moonwalker have got you covered. If you're looking for a wide range of quality rare cannabinoid tinctures, gummies, vapes, topicals, and even gummy sampler packs for you to try out just a taste of some of their delicious cannabinoid treats before committing to a bottle, check out Moonwalker. And when you go to the site, don't forget to use the code smoke to smoke 420 to save some cash the next time you want to stock up your stash. Again, that's S-M-O-K-E-T-O-S-M-O-K-E-420 to save a little bit off on me. It means a lot. Before we get back into today's episode, we gotta take a quick smoke break. For today's episode, I want to take the time to talk about a dope strain that I picked up from the green source here in Colorado Springs. I was drawing by the name, and the aroma sealed the deal for me, so I had to snag it. Without further delay, let's light up and dig into some Flambanger. Flambanger is an indica-dominant cross of Sherbanger and Flambe mints. This super heavy bud is an excellent choice if you're having trouble winding down. The effects from Flambanger hit pretty instantaneously after the first few tokes, wrapping your body in a light, pleasant, physical calming sensation that's paired with a wildly potent and stimulating tingly cerebral launch that feels like a blast to the moon. The flavor is complex and pungent, boasting a sour, creamy citrus and candy-like sweetness along sharp mint and overly ripe gassy diesel. This aroma is very similar as well from the strain, although less minty and more of a powerful sour citrus. I unfortunately couldn't find much on the terpenes, but if you happen to know any information about this strain, reach out. That's all I've got for the smoke break. Now, let's get back to the episode. All right, all right. So before I let you go, I've just got a few fun questions just so the listeners can get to know a little bit more about you. Okay, now let's do it. All right, so what's your favorite strain? Oh, man. My favorite strain, um, I would say, is either a strain that I used to love called Sonoma Coma, which um, I used to get from NorCal, which was one of my favorites. Um, I can't even lie. It's probably GDP, uh, Grand Eddy Purple. Uh, I've been getting it from NorCal for so long. It's the perfect little purple color with light, light, dark orange hairs. It just, it gets me every time. It's the exact high I like. Nice. I have a love-hate relationship with it. It's a beautiful plant. I love the way it looks, but the effects just, it makes me, it makes me a little jumpy. I don't know why. Um, just just makes me a little anxious. Can't, can't have no GDP. Well, when you come out here to, if you do come out here to Vegas, you let me know. I have, I have a batch that I, I think you would enjoy. It's very sedative, not jumpy at all. It's, that'd be very far from what this is. Okay. Yeah, because that's why I was like, I was trying to get something for sleep and I smoked that and I was I felt like I was going like, just somebody make the wrong move. Somebody going to get swung on. Like, I was not. <laughs> nah, nah, you, you, need to, you need to come get some of this Cali GDP. Okay, okay, I got you. So next up, what's your idea of fun? Uh, uh, uh like probably two blunts rolled up, um, <laughs> like a case of cannoline, and we're going on a hike for sure. Ooh. Like I, I love being outdoors. I love hiking, and I love smoking weed and consuming cannabis. So like when I put those two together, I just, I, you know, and I, and I run, I, you know, I just started running like marathons and stuff as well too. So like I'm, I. I'll be out there on a 12, 13 mile hike enjoying myself. Nice. That's awesome. I've tried taking a J with me a couple times when I go on a walk. I just get so winded. Just, I can't. <laughs> I get about like maybe halfway down the street. I'm going, whoo, like it doesn't work. I, but you know what? I And I totally understand that because I know that does it for most people for some reason. I just, it, it doesn't do that with me. I think that's why I consume it so much. I can, I can smoke and just go do anything. Your, your lungs are prepared for it. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> they are, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So what is your favorite sport to watch and why? Oh, so for uh, for a long time it was football, but lately it's been golf, honestly. It's been watching a lot of golf lately. Because I've been golfing a lot lately, honestly. I think that's the whole freaking reason. It's just, it's uh, it's calming, honestly. It's, it's, it's a calm sport. <laughs> no crazy action. So I can smoke and get distracted and watch. But also, like, when I play it as well, too, it's calming. So you're kind of out there by yourself. And once again, I'll bring two or three blunts with me and, and you know, kind of enjoy myself. Okay. I can't really get into golfing myself. I've tried watching it. Like, they had it playing um, at a sports bar one time, and I was just kind of like, why? Like, there's there's so many other, um, like, football games or basketball games we could be watching right now. If I, if I had never played golf, I would never watch it. But playing it, you realize how freaking hard the game is, and it just it changes your opinion on everything. <laughs> Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I don't think – I've played a little bit of putt-putt, but nothing actually professional. Yeah, yeah, it's not until I went to play, and I realized, oh, these people are really freaking good. Holy yeah. cow, like, this shit's hard. Yeah, no, honestly, I mean, like, the way I see some of them, like, making swings and stuff, like, the, I, I definitely, like, my aim is piss poor, too, so I, I definitely wouldn't be having any fun out there. <laughs> yeah, I grew up playing almost every sport there is, and, like – it's not that I play golf. I'm like, oh, this is the hardest shit I've ever played in my life. This is, this is very difficult. I I grew up playing a lot of soccer. I did track for a little bit. I did like a not really like football as a part of a team, but anytime like uh, the guys were playing, I try to join in from time to time. But just there was this teacher that was really trying to get me to join the golf team, and the whole time I was just like, no, dog. Like I couldn't get into it. <laughs> yeah yeah I, I honestly it's not till what last year i turned 30 i, I really got into it that's <sighs> i'm getting old <laughs> so how often do you play uh uh um uh uh <laughs> my office and things i golf once a week i golf like four or five times a week okay okay so yeah. <laughs> As long as long as they're not hearing this, I tell them I'm on meetings all the time, and I'm I'm really out there golfing. Okay, we will be editing this part out. Um, no, 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 keep that on. I'm, I want to see if they've been listening. I want to make sure they're paying attention. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So next up, what are your three favorite ways to get stoned? Three different ways. Um, uh, uh, okay, so I, I love to dab, but I I love to dab rosin. I've gotten real really bougie with my smoking lately. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I love hash. I've always loved hashish. Uh, even as a kid, when I first started smoking, I loved hash. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's the closest high and feeling you get to hash, like a calm, sedated feeling. Um, besides that, it'll, it'll, it'll be rolling a joint. And then um, a, a gravity bong. I don't say I used to do a GB as a kid all the time. We call it a GB. That's funny. I even said that. Uh, the, the gravity bong. You know, I used to use a two-liter bottle in a, in a bucket. But now we have other devices, glass devices and stuff. But I don't know. Just the, the, the rush high of the smoke for me is just, it brings out my inner kid for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, gravity bongs look so sleek nowadays. It's like, what happened to my Gatorade bottle? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, it just, but I, I'm not mad at it, though, because, you know, it's uh, the cannabis lounge right here in Vegas we go to. It's, it's, it's very nice. Yeah, I mean, like, I, no complaints. Definitely um, don't miss necessarily hitting it so hard, just kind of laid out on the floor, like, trying to catch. Yeah, I don't miss getting water in my mouth either all the time, not at all. But, but, um, yeah, those, those, those are definitely my three ways that I, I love guys. Okay, okay. So next up, if you could be an animal, what animal would you be and why? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, okay, wow. Uh, I'd be an animal and why? Um, I, w- I would have to say like a tiger or a lion. Okay. Um, one, I just like the the the, the respect. Uh, even if the animal doesn't know what a tiger or a lion is, like, they just get immediate respect, which is, I think is awesome. Uh, but the... <laughs> that's a very good question, honestly. Holy cow. Um, I, would, I would say a tiger. I definitely say tiger. I don't know. I grew up always drawing tigers as a kid. I just had this obsession with them and lions. But uh, a tiger, I would definitely say, wow, that's 
That's a good one. Wow. Okay. So next up, what's your favorite thing to do by yourself? Oh man. Uh, 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 I was going to say smoke weed, but that's the total lie. I love drinking candling cocktails. Like it's a, it's some like I'm at home. Like I'll, I'll probably make two or three a night. I try different, I try different flavors and different combinations because I have different recipe books online. So like I, I, We'll literally try, you know, 40, 50 drinks a month. But it's during my time when I'm by myself, I love sitting there making new drinks. Oh, that's fun. So is that also on your website too? Yes, yeah, so on the website, yeah. We have the different uh, recipes on there. We also have different recipe books as well, so you can purchase. But uh, I have a, um, our, our fall recipe book is coming out in three weeks hmm. with a bunch of different fun recipes. I mean, from, from pumpkin spice lattes to, you know, cookies to anything you could think of it's gonna be on there Ooh, that sounds very so what's been some of your favorite um recipes that you've made so far oh man okay so we did a um a, a honey banana cocktail which was really cool okay. um because we matched it with a uh, a honey banana concentrate that a, a buddy of ours made mm-hmm. so we literally matched the flavor profile of the concentrate to the beverage and it was amazing um uh, these, these coffee smoothies we do, uh, they're like kind of like uh, almond milk ice cream, coffee, uh, cannelline, the horchata cannelline, and then uh, vanilla syrup. And it just, it's, we do little shots of them. So it's like little 25 milligram shots. It's amazing. So um, I probably should have asked, how many milligrams are in the entire bottle? So we have 100 milligram bottles. We also have bigger bottles with 300 milligrams, bigger ones with 600. But all of those also come with, you know, um, CBN, CBG, CBD. Uh, our CBD ones, we have 1,000 milligram CBD with 1,000 milligram CBG. We have, you know, uh, 500 with CBN. We have 200 uh, just naturally with different flavors. Um, we try to go every every ratio you can go all the way through. And the good thing about our product is, you know, you don't drink it all. It's meant to mix with another another beverage. So if you want to mix, you know, a, 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 a teaspoon, which will give you, you know, 16 milligrams, 15, or you can mix a tablespoon, which is 50, pour the whole bottle. just depends on what you're doing throughout the day. You can put that many milligrams, you know. So if it's you're just getting off work and you kind of still have a little bit to do, you know, you can do a 20, 25 milligram dose. If it's during the day, morning time, like I put 10 milligrams in my coffee or like my orange juice. And that's an amazing way for me to get the day started and not feel too high, but still feel the buzz from cannabis, you know? Gotcha. Okay. So back to the fun questions. What is something you can't cook? Uh, I'm, I'm not even going to front with you. Nothing. I'm, I'm not, I, I wish, I mean, I wish that was one of those like, nah, there's a whole bunch. No, nah, I can cook. I can really, I can cook my ass off. Um, oh. So my, my mom is my mom is Hispanic, but she grew up in a European household. Um, so I, I get my dad's African American, but like he grew up like Southern and Creole. So like we grew up with like every flavor, anything you could think of to cook. My parents cooked it, and I always grew up in the kitchen. So like I mean, rice, I'm not the best at. Like it's well, I thought I was good. I had an Asian girlfriend. She was like, "No, nah, your rice isn't that great." And I was like, "Damn, that's cool shit." Damn. But uh, straight to my face too, it was wild. Um, but it's gotten better though. But I mean, not even then, it's still, it's still good. It just ain't, ain't everything else. But r- rice, maybe I think. Yeah, there we go. I say I say rice. I could cook as good as I want to, but I can still cook it though. Gotcha. I cook a lot of elaborate meals. Maybe less, not to the same extent as I used to um, prior to me injuring my back, since I haven't tried to just be too, doing too much up and around in the kitchen and just a smaller space now too. But I, one thing, I don't know why the fuck I can't wrap my head around a potato to save my life. <laughs> like. I, I swear, like the, the my husband was like, "Make can you can we can we have some potatoes?" And like I had to keep coming up with reasons why we couldn't have potatoes. Like, oh, I don't like them because they're fattening, or it's too much like starch. And I just like, no, I just I don't know how to cook them. And I tried, and it was like a I made a brick, uh, like a burnt. <laughs> uh, potato, potatoes are weird though. I mean, so. Uh, uh... 
are you are you trying to bake them? Are you are you frying them for breakfast or what, what are you doing? With them? I was trying to bake them, but now we're um now we're just boiling them and pan frying them, and they're turning out like actually edible and very golden crispy. Just make sure before you boil them, you season the water. That's that's yeah. a lot of fun. people. Okay, yeah, most people don't season that water. If you don't season that water, it's just it's it's gonna make it taste really bland. Yeah. Yeah, made that mistake before too. It was a learning process, but I can cook potatoes kinda now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, one step at a time, all right? There's one step at a time. <laughs> so finally for my questions, can you tell the listeners at home one more time how to find and follow you online? Okay, so you can find me personally on social media at uh, 10THE Rasta. That's 10 the Rasta. And then you can find Cannoline at Cannoline Syrup. But also online at the internet, you can find us at cannellinesyrup.com. So it's, uh, um, oh, oh, no, that's right. They made us change it. Uh, that's a whole lie. Uh, Instagram is drinkcannoline. So our Instagram page is drinkcannoline. I told you, they it, no social media page likes cannabis companies, especially one that's called cannoline. It just feels like a direct target. But our Instagram is drinkcannoline. That's 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 funny that saying just explicitly to drink it, that's okay. And what was it before that wasn't? Uh, cannoline syrup. Ah, uh, okay. Well, well, it's, okay. It, it's, been, it's been it's been a battle. Initially, we were called cannoline. We got to 50,000 followers on social media. Then took that down. Went to cannoline syrup. We got another fifteen, twenty thousand. Took it down. Now we're drink cannoline. We're just trying to trying to just keep pushing it and not get taken down. We're just trying to promote our product. It's but it's funny that the videos always get get taken down or like videos of our team when we post it. It's kind of weird, but hey, it's it's social media. Yeah, it's just kind of one of those things, just day-to-day -day, social media likes to change a little bit and make it just a little bit harder to post on there. I've, yeah. I've I, I, get, I get naked people pop up on my page all the time, and those pages are always there, but I can't post my sugar-free vegan cannabis or it just it, it baffles me. It, that's that's way too safe. That's too safe content. We don't want Yeah, I, I just yeah. – <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's so weird, but – Hey, I'm still glad I have a cannabis company, and I'm glad I still get to post when I do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the amount of time I've gotten flagged for, like, um, nudity and guns, like, you'd think those pages wouldn't be on there. It's crazy to me. I don't know. Yeah. I, I flag them all the time, and literally I'll look up, and another one will pop up on my page. I'm like, yo, I can't. <sighs> Man, all right, never mind. I got to figure out how to, guess how to put make cannoline naked somehow, and it won't get taken down. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, stay tuned. We're gonna have Naked Cannoline next time on the show. No, I'm just <laughs> Naked Cannoline gonna be the star. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I had a great chat with you today. Thank you so much for joining me. It was truly great chatting with you. Thank you for having me on. And um, yeah, I look forward to uh, look forward to maybe doing this again. This is fun. Of course. Anytime you got something new coming up, if you want to tell us about a pop up you're gonna be at, an event you're gonna be doing, or if you got some new drops you want us to know about. Yeah, I think early next year when we uh, do the release of our ten new products, I think this would be a definitely good place for me to talk about it. All right. Well, I will look forward to hearing from you then. You have a great day, and I'll see you around. You as well. Have a great one. It's me, Miss Cadabra. Over here at Smoke to Smoke, it fills me with absolute joy and excitement to bring you product reviews and interviews with amazing guests each week. And now, the show has a sponsor that's equally as excited to bring you more great content in 2023. Stand back and make way for the new sponsor, Caligars. Caligars is an up-and-coming heavy hitter in the cannabis industry. We're talking about Blunt and Joint Roller Central over here as these guys have Blunt and Keef Glue in seven different flavors, Joint Rollers, Canagar Packing Kits, Glass and Wood Tips, Cones and Cannons, Blunt Wraps, and so much more. If you want to up your rolling game, head on over to Caligars.com and don't forget to use the code CADABRA23 to save yourself 10% off your future purchases. That's C-A-D-A-B-R-A-2-3 to save yourself 10% off. Hey you, do you have a question you wanna ask or wanna submit an idea for a future show? Email me at smoke 420 at gmail.com. 
or send me a voice message on the podcast website. Please be sure to give us a review and share this show at your next smoke sesh. The podcast email will be included in the show notes. Also, did you know that after a long time coming, Smoke to Smoke finally has a newsletter? That's right, the new best way to stay connected with the show as things ramp up is through the newsletter. With the increased amount of censorship and privilege removal from Instagram, the chance of getting deleted seems extra high. So, if you hadn't had the chance, head over to smoketosmokepodcast.com, click on the High Maintenance Newsletter tab, and fill out a few quick details to sign up. When you join, you'll get exclusive access to special giveaways sponsored by Caligars and the affiliates of the show, Find out when new products release on the affiliates and sponsors website. And even better, if you live in Colorado and you have an interest in mycology, you can sign up for the Myco Enthusiast section to gain access to promotions, discounts, and giveaways hosted by myself and the show's partner, Mycelia Unlimited, on genetics and grow kits for educational and research purposes. Don't forget, for the latest updates when the show airs, sneak peeks into my Canada adventures, and for educational cannabis and mycology content, you can check out Smoke to Smoke's main and backup pages, Smoke to Smoke underscore podcast, and Smoke to Smoke underscore productions on Instagram. Again, the podcast is still currently pretty hardcore shadow banned on Instagram, so the best way to help this show continue to grow is by word of mouth. Share the show with your friends and Canna family and let them know that they can now enjoy the show too wherever they stream on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And don't forget to follow the show wherever you're streaming right now so that you're the first to know when a new episode drops. Thank you for tuning in this week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Smoke to Smoke. I hope y'all enjoyed it. As a matter of fact, if you did, please be sure to review the show wherever you stream and don't forget to check out Canaline on Instagram to see their latest products. To learn more about their products and their business, head on over to their website, canalinesyrup.com. Everything will be linked in the show notes for you to check out. That's all I've got for this week. To all my listeners near and far, no matter where you are, remember to smoke responsibly and I'll see you next Tuesday.